Indigenous Rights Radio, because knowledge is power. In this episode, we will look at how mining for transition minerals is affecting Indigenous communities around the world. Let us begin with South America. Please note that this episode contains graphic language regarding sexual violence. Please take care of your well-being and use discretion while listening. In South America, indigenous communities are fighting back against increased mining within their homelands. In Argentina, companies started lithium mining and exploration without securing the free prior and informed consent of indigenous communities. Now, 33 Coya and Atacama communities have united to oppose any lithium extraction on their lands. What is required to achieve a just transition? Rising demands for electric vehicle batteries have led companies to expand lithium production in the Atacama Salt Flat of northern Chile. Some Licanantay communities have successfully opposed the mining industry due to impacts on the salt flat, water resources, biodiversity, and communities. In 2019, a lithium mining project was abandoned due to indigenous opposition. Conflicts over other lithium mining projects continue, however, and other indigenous communities in northern Chile are being threatened by projects emerging in some of the country's smaller salt flats, such as Maricunga. In Guatemala, Central America, the Phoenix nickel mine on the shores of Lake Izabal, Guatemala's largest lake, has been mired in violent conflict since the mine was built on indigenous land without consent in 1960 during the country's civil war. In 2007, uniformed mine personnel allegedly gang-raped at least 11 Kekchi women after burning their homes to evict them from their ancestral lands. In 2009, mine security opened fire on Kekchi land defenders protesting their eviction, killing community leader Adolfo Ich. In 2017, Carlos Maaz Koch, a fisherman peacefully protesting the mine's contamination of the lake, was shot and killed. In October 2021, Guatemala's president declared martial law and suspended civil rights in response to a peaceful blockade by Kekchi community members. There are large reserves of these minerals in indigenous territories, and plans for the extraction of these minerals are already underway. In some cases, they are already being extracted. Indigenous peoples are rights holders and owners of mineral-rich lands and must be taken into account in the journey towards the so-called green economy. Indigenous peoples in North America are also speaking out. In Nevada, indigenous community leaders with people of Red Mountain are protesting the Thacker Pass lithium mine in Nevada, citing the harm it would cause to the Fort McDermott Paiute Shoshone tribe, ancestral burial sites, water resources, and local wildlife like greater sage grouse, pronghorn antelope, and sacred golden eagles. In Africa, Zambia is the second largest producer of copper after the Democratic Republic of Congo due to its vast reserves of copper and cobalt. At present, mining represents 10% of Zambia's GDP, making it Zambia's most dominant industry. Zambia's cobalt reserves remain largely unexplored despite copper and cobalt both playing a key role in the green energy transition. Corporations from the U.S. have expressed interest in investing in mines in Zambia. Will they take indigenous peoples into consideration? 
These are just some examples of mining for transition minerals in areas that are managed by indigenous peoples that have led or have potential to lead to environmental degradation, water and air pollution, and social conflict. Therefore, we continue advocating for free prior and informed consent as a tool, a safeguard, and a right to exercise self-determination. There are four principles of free prior and informed consent that are encapsulated in the name itself. Free means entering into conversations and negotiations without coercion or manipulation. Prior means being involved well before any decision is made about lands, resources, or people. Informed means having full information that is easily accessible and readily available. Finally, consent is the right to say yes or no to a project and to be involved and heard throughout a project life cycle wherever it impacts peoples and resources. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please make sure that you listen to all five episodes. For more on the rights of Indigenous peoples, visit cs.org and follow Cultural Survival on Facebook, Twitter, and listen to Indigenous Rights Radio on SoundCloud and Spotify.